Hello and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. I'm your host, Gingy, and I've always lived my life outside of the social norms. With that being said, here I will share unmasked stories of my own as we explore ideas surrounding wellness, personal development, spirituality, sexuality, and so much more. All aimed at the objective in helping you align and honor your authentic self to explore different viewpoints and most importantly, to continue growing together. Yes, we are live. Hello, hello. It is your girl, Gingy, and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. I've always found Las Vegas such an interesting place. People from all over the world come to visit. The city offers so much, including five-star restaurants, the biggest shows, the hottest nightclubs, and so much more. There is something to do for all ages. But let's be real, it's mostly just a playground of vices for adults. The city is the state's economy. But have you ever wondered what it's like being a Vegas local working on the strip? The performers who perform in the shows, the dancers that are dancing on the nightclub stages, or the girl who's your bottle girl for the day? Well, I've got you covered because today I got to sit down with Kendra Hagen, who is a professional dancer and slinging cocktail extraordinaire here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Within this episode, Kendra takes us through a deep dive in her dance background and how it led her to Las Vegas. She also lets us in on what it's truly like being a dancer making a living out here. When she isn't dancing, Kendra is a cocktail server at a Vegas resort pool and holds nothing back when sharing the secrets behind what it's really like being a bottle girl that you see at all the day clubs. This episode is a juicy one, so let's hop right on it. Hello, hello, Miss Kendra. How are you doing? I'm so good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you on for many different reasons. Also, this has been so nice to kind of like catch up a little bit because it's been a while. Oh, I know. But <laughs> so introduce yourself, Kendra. If you were to get in the back of the Uber, well, first, hold on. First off, <laughs> I'm stopping it right there. First off, everyone, this is Kendra. Sorry, we've been talking for a little bit and I just want to continue yeah. the conversation. But so Kendra and I met here in Vegas and we met through Atmosphere Modeling. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the gig that we worked that where we met? Because I was trying to think and I cannot remember. It was one of the first weekends of Elia Beach Club. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. you are right. You it are was, right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was my very first gig with Blink. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, cool. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. When it but- was like <laughs> we were in the cabana right next to the DJ booth. Uh, oh, oh shit. Okay, yeah. It was I knew one we, of the first opening I, weekends. I knew we got along because we were talking about weed, of course. <laughs> I think it was weed and sex. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we were talking I was about. Like, <laughs> also, your energy has every time we see one another, your energy is just so like full life. We always have such great conversation. You're such a genuine person too. I love Support you, dude. <laughs> but you're just like very blunt, and yeah. every time I see you, I always. I'm like, fuck yeah, she's working like hell yeah. But we, you know, I I would love to intentionally moving forward set more days where we can hang out. I think that would be great. But we do live very different lives, which is something we're definitely going to talk about. But so to introduce you to my audience, if you were to get into the back of an Uber Mm -hmm. and someone were to ask, what do you do? What would you say? I am... I would say just a performer, a Las Vegas performer with a side hustle of serving because okay. 
that's really I have so much fun being in the service industry in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of like the luckiest things about this city is being able to do that. But mainly, I'm a performer. That's why I moved here. I got my degree in LA, and I have slowly been. I don't want to use the term like taking over, but that's what you do as a performer in Vegas. You, everyone, all my friends that have that I've made here that have been here ten plus years, they have gone through every show now at this point, and that's just what I'm doing. Mm. So it's like depending on the time of year, I'm gonna be either dancing or learning other like I'm learning all these other things regarding performing. So I would just say I'm a Vegas performer. I'm okay. Kendra, Vegas performer. <laughs> okay. Um, I love that. And slinging cocktail extraordinaire. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you go. I That's love it. I love that. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how fun. Okay. So you said dancer. Yes. How long have you been a dancer? Since I could walk. Oh shit. Like, yeah. Okay. It was something where I was little and my parents were struggling to find a studio that would take me as young as I was wow Mm -hmm. because it was past the point of my parents you know it's like any music any any amount of music would come on in the house whether it was commercial the intro for a tv show or my dad was playing music I just would not stop like running throughout the house demanding everyone stop and watch me like from a very little I love that yeah so they um were just like finding all the different community centers and whatnot that would take me because I was like two, three years old. And a lot of programs you're not allowed to do until you're usually closer to five or six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the moment where it sparked inside of you? Like, I want to be a dancer? Like professionally for the rest of my life kind of a thing? Um, or... Maybe that or just even because you were so young. So I always find okay. it very fascinating when children are so young and they all of a sudden find and they get very, you know, hyper fixated on okay. it. Obviously, you've also stuck with it for so long. So it is a passion of yours. Yes. Music video. So it was actually it was a ballet class that I was. I was just kind of doing everything when I was little. Dance was always the center point of everything, but my parents, I was still getting put through like all the different sports and after school activities mm. that you could think okay. of. You know, I come from uh, in San Diego where I'm from, there's a lot of horses, very much inland San Diego. So okay. that was very prominent. Like, did I want to be a rodeo queen one day? You know, like that was things like that were very possible. Wow. <laughs> to be like, I was very much into golfing at one point too, but it was, oh. I was actually in a ballet class and we were learning a new move and how she described it was being like, you're a princess. You're, this is your royalty kind of like you're finding your light moment. And I had found it and whatever it like, I remember the teacher pointed me out and was like, whatever that was, how good did that feel good? That looked like it felt good. And it read, she registered with me that felt really good. And then that just kind of let keep doing it. And it just felt better and better and better. And then as I explored more in dance or, and like there would, there would be a lot of times when you're growing up, you would learn watered down versions of these grand professional very well-known like staple numbers like 42nd street the opening of 42nd street that beautiful tap broadway musical like you'd learn things like that and you're doing it you're doing the watered down version of it so then it puts in your mind i can do this Mm. wow these are the pros and i'm doing what they're doing 
fuck yeah, sign me up. It was like more like that rush, that thrill of like, I'm you're so close. You're in a sense. you're considered good at it because yeah. you're doing what the pros are doing, and the pros have to be good, or else why else are they there? You know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wow, I'm doing it. I'm doing it well, and it feels good. So why stop? And then just dance. The umbrella of dance is so massive right. that it's like you can just find your niche. And I've found mine, which is amazing here in Vegas. That's why. I moved to Vegas is the niche I would say that we have here. And what would you say the niche is here? It's the big, the glamour, the production that you're going to be covered in glitter, most likely, at all times. And if not, it is a production. How many shows here for no reason at all have pyro or, you know, these outlandish tricks and rigs and things that... Like, you can always keep learning in Vegas and everything can get bigger and better. Like, even look at, like, the changes that were made within, like, have you, I don't know if you've seen, like, shows like Absinthe or so those, in, like. Uh, that's So, one okay. of my biggest things is before I leave here, I want to explore Vegas because I have done such a terrible job at it. Okay. So, that is, I am trying to, like, go to all the food spots, see mm-hmm. a lot of the shows, Cirque du Soleil. So, it is on my list. Yeah. Because my, sorry, I don't mean to You're cut doing- you off. But my, it's always interesting to hear about the dance world now because my old across the street neighbor, she used to be a Las Vegas showgirl Mm -hmm. and just hearing how different it is, is so intriguing. Right. And it's like, um, the principle though is still kind of there for, they're just growing with the times and changing as everything is evolving here. And yeah, it's really awesome Also, at the end of the day, this is another really big part of dance for me is that like my biggest goal in life in general is just to make one person smile a day. That's like, that's like, I'm not like, I swear to God, I'm not trying to be like a weirdo sap or anything, but that's all I want because you have the best personality. You have a great character. So no, it aligns. (laughs) You know, you're not just saying that just to say that like she fucking (laughs) I do. I just, I want people to smile. I want people to be happy. Life is too short. Um, and When you think about Vegas, people come to Vegas to escape. They're escaping the reality of whatever, you know, is going on. And think about when you go to a show, you just want to forget about the rest of the bullshit. So if I can be a part of that in that way of, you know, bringing joy to someone's life, because you don't know what people are going through at the end of the day. And if I can be the reason someone forgot about the hard shit, even for an hour, I did my job. You know, and it's really fun Mm. to watch the people light up and see that like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. that was awesome Mm -hmm. for whatever reason they thought. No, and and you are such a performer because I've even gone and I've seen you. What was the show that I went? It was at Area 15. Little Miss Red? No, I'm not. I was not in Rated Red. There. What was it that I saw you in? Wasn't that Area 15? That's Little Miss Nasty. Little Miss Nasty is at Area 15. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you Maybe. Come, was you, it you then? I swear to God it was you. I feel like you've you've come and seen my things. I just, I cannot remember for the life of me. And then also all the times I've go-go danced at parties. Right. That we, Dude, we honestly, at. speaking of that. <laughs> fuck, I'm so curious now who yeah. that was that I wanted to go see if it wasn't you. Okay, whatever. It doesn't even matter. But I have seen you dance. You yeah. do do go-go at uh, some of the, like, the gigs and stuff. Yeah. And you, <laughs> let me tell you, 
You are a sexy motherfucker when you dance. You. you have such like a great sex appeal. Your facials are always so on point. I come from a cheerleading background. So like I oh. facials <laughs> yes. going with everything. And like you really do understand your body. You know how to move it. I'm just always very mesmerized mm-hmm. when you dance. So Thank you. You are definitely in your calling. I think that's <laughs> absolutely great. But going back, so you're from L.A., I say SoCal in general. Okay. I went to college in LA. I grew up predominantly in San Diego, but lots of dance competitions and whatnot. So I was always in LA at least once a month for something growing up. Okay. So, but I spent about five years in LA before moving to Vegas. So, and that was all, all before I was 22, 23. So. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's really cool, though, because I'm from Huntington Beach. That's so Mm -hmm. wild. We were, like, close-ish. But, okay, so you went to school in L.A. Mm -hmm. How is dance there in L.A.? Wild. Oh. Wild. Um, (laughs) Tell me more. There's a lot. I feel I have not been in the L.A. scene in a long time, but I personally, at least from my experience, was not a fan of it. Mm -hmm. Um. The training is amazing. The people you can learn from and the dance classes you can take in LA, those are top notch. Um, It got a little annoying when class was all about just getting video footage and content. Oh. I didn't, it, it was like that for a while. Um, And I don't really like that. When I take class, I'm trying to better myself and get better in my craft and mm-hmm. whatnot or have a moment to let go and that's kind of really hard when people are granted going full the fuck out good for you have fun but you're not it it was that borderline of are you doing it for your love of dance and yourself and self-love and this art or are you doing it to get a bunch of likes on a video mm. you know and i mean if you're here to become famous Go for it. Have fun. That's on you. That's not what I'm here for. I don't care. But it was getting a little hard to take class sometimes because I just want to have a really hard, fun, intricate class that is going to challenge me, but I don't want to have to worry about being filmed or you'd pay a lot of money, take a master class from someone, you learn a whole combination, wait all this time, and you do the whole thing full out, maybe three times tops, and then the last 30 minutes of class are the choreographer and their best friends doing it for video footage Mm. like do-overs and takeovers and i messed up let me redo that and it's kind of like you can do this later i want to dance and be better at what i'm doing Mm -hmm. you know and have fun with it but um at the same time la is very cutthroat very very cutthroat um and you can find really genuine people in LA, but at the same time, there it's still very it's still a city. It's very transactional, and I feel people are willing. I think very much they're more likely to stab your back, and I might get some fucking hate for saying this. I feel like people in LA are very quick to stab your back for the job, whereas Vegas, it's been nothing but love and support. And I can't do this gig hey, you were the first person I thought of to replace me. Like, you're literally helping your friends Mm -hmm. book jobs and Mm -hmm. get things where 
I did not feel that in LA. There was a lot of hostility. You were always trying to prove something instead of just being and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big change, but a happy change from LA to Vegas. But then on the flip side, Vegas is coming up and it's training. All of the Cirque training and like pole, aerial, lira, specialty kind of things, that training is amazing. We have so many centers and whatnot. Um, But with Vegas, all of our top dancers and instructors are also working. So then it's very hard to take class or when people are teaching, fuck, I'm working, I'm doing my thing. So it's like work or take class. Then you're having to struggle that in Vegas. So that's my only like downfall when it comes to Vegas teachers because we have some really, really great, great, great teachers here and all of that. But it's much harder to get into class here. Whereas LA, you'll be getting into class at 11 p.m. and no one bats an eye because that's when people are off work there. And they're, they're like kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say like willing to stay up, but the studios here aren't open that late classes get done at like 10 p.m. at the latest, you know, which is interesting because mm-hmm. because Vegas is norm like up 24 right. seven. You would, you would I'm see, shocked. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But oh, well, but going back to your point, it's interesting that you say your intake on Vegas and how the people there are compared to here, even though I am not in the dance world. Mm-hmm. I have heard more than just you mm-hmm. say that and even me coming from so- socal and spending a lot of time in la i tend to agree with you 100 yeah. percent about it because even when i moved here the vibe is just so different, different. people are a lot more like how can i help you but mm-hmm. they genuinely mean it and they right. want nothing in return right i have also noticed that the wealth here is different yes how we perceive money and talk about money is very different yes and i want to say it's because a lot of people here it is such a hot spot and so a lot of wealthy ass people come here to spend money and so a lot of the jobs here within the strip deal with very high high stakes high stakes but also like huge tickets Mm -hmm. Whereas elsewhere in smaller cities or not that big of cities, you're not really dealing with that much money that, you know, so I think it's a lot more normalized here because a lot more people talk about money here as Mm -hmm. well compared to elsewhere. Right. Because it's like, am I going to give up the if I'm going to give up this job where I know I'm going to make X amount, this other job better be making minimum that or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that because even in the performer industry, um, a lot of people that are in like routine regular shows that run five, six nights a week, when it comes to holidays, they will not be there because holiday pay, like for example, New Year's, a lot of gigs average at $1,000. Why are you going to go perform in your show that might be paying you 200 or less that night when you can be doing a gig that's making you a thousand minimum? So there's also that about Vegas and how quickly you can make money and like how pool season is coming around the corner. Girls money. Pool, yeah. I mean it's the highest paying thing mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And it's like I re- It's it, 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 it's ridiculous how much It's cutthroat. money people make and And that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that's when the girls 
it's crazy how I feel like social media has also shed light on how much the bottle girls make out here. Mm -hmm. And so when like auditions were happening a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. oh, I'd never seen the gym so packed, people on their shit. Like people are borderline not enjoying holidays and going out and eating and drinking. Oh, it reminds me of my bodybuilding days. Yeah. Like just hearing other women talk about it on social media, I'm like such extremes like because at the end of the day in the nicest way if you're truly wanting to be in that type of role where you're wearing only a bikini it has to become a lifestyle it has to you have because these diets actually do worse for our body in the long run Mm -hmm. and being out in the sun and depending on where you work do you have to be all done up in the hair and makeup and now you're wearing heels on top of that in the heat in the makeup Having to deal with the drunk people. Dude, honestly. Oh, dealing with drunk people in Vegas. <laughs> no, oh so, so what's really interesting is I, last year, I applied and I did mm. the auditions. Because one, I yeah. wanted to experience it. Because you always hear about it. Right. But I lived here, so it was a lot easier. Because a lot of women come here. Like, they fly the, in yeah. oh, to yeah. try to get these jobs, yeah. which is wild. <laughs> and so I, know, I, oh, I hate kind of telling the story. Well, whatever. So... I got reached out by a manager and he was going to give me a referral. And I honestly thought that I was like, oh, I'm going to get this. I got this. it. Yep. Which is so stupid. But it's okay. And so I only actually applied to two of them and I ended up not getting them. I was so fucking crushed because I was also going through like an identity change mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out like, what's my next thing? Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get back into the service industry. But like, you're only doing this for like six or eight months out of the year. Right. You it's have three months off. You can go travel. That's what you mm-hmm. want to do. Like, I was winning it up in my books. Right. I didn't get it. I was so fucking crushed. But this summer, we did a couple atmosphere mm-hmm. gigs at the pools. That made me realize how fucking happy I didn't get the job. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong. Miserable. I, I would be miserable. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I totally realized that it is a lot of money, but I've also realized there's so many other opportunities nowadays mm-hmm. to make money and being around drunk people like you're selling your soul to have that job and that's the way i personally look at it because you're you're in 120 degree weather granted like similar to that you're dealing with drunk people which puts drunk people at such a negative vibe at the end of the day you're technically like overlooking certain some things at some times because you have to just be you were in that environment and your and your job is to flirt honestly and to be oogled at and you have to make i have had managers in the past not where i currently work but when i was getting into it and i was also doing at times when i did just like casino cocktailing like casino floor cocktailing i would have certain managers basically in a professional way Mm -hmm. say you have to make them think they can take you home Mm -hmm. but you're not going home with them and I was, I was so not okay with that. It was like, oh my God, where there's, there's got to be another way I can make my money, bust my ass, you know, and not have to do that, which is why I'm so grateful I found the Bellagio. That's where I mm-hmm. do my pool cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love it there, but it's a resort. It's not the it's right, club, you do, you do, do different, party. Yeah vibe it is completely different which is i'm again so grateful for that there is in vegas because there is that opportunity to do it without selling 
your soul. And it's great. You're working what max three days a week making probably minimum three grand a day. Like minimum. Because think about like Wet Republic and those like those top tier places where one cabana is ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So you're getting twenty percent of ten thousand dollars and man, am I gonna break secrets? But a lot of times (laughs) what you're also taught to do is you're gonna get the twenty percent autograt there's usually an autograt there so when you're trying to get your tip you're trying to get another 20 percent on top of that so realistically you're looking at a 40 percent tip and you're asking for more tip money for the buster so the guy that always comes with the girl for people that don't know there's always the uh buster and then the bottle girl and the buster runner will always grab the bottles they'll grab the buckets of ice they're doing the heavy lifting of the day so that the bottle girls can always look cute Mm -hmm. you know um they're and it's the girl's job to sneakily try to be like give me cash tips for my busser because he deserves it so you're trying to get the people here are hustlers i have learned so many sales tactics oh (laughs) it's insane and but yeah to have to keep your composure when you have cabana full of people just belligerent and wild and were you there the day i was at um i was doing a gig at tau and um thank god she's fine and i'm not gonna mention any names but like things were getting a little rowdy we were having fun in the cabana like dancing around and i think she was she was on the couch and literally just went to step down somehow slipped because it was wet and broke her toe so then I had I like I helped her out, you oh know, when gosh. we were both leaving. But yeah, she full on broke her toe. And like, what was also kind of shitty then is she's a little drunk, and that's what was numbing the pain. But then like, no one cared. Like she could barely walk, and I was having to like kind of carry her out. Where it's like security didn't care because security was too wrapped up in the people having sex in the cabana the people throwing up in the planter not the toilet yeah. you know honestly this is like, a, this is it, you're it's explaining a zoo. yeah you're explaining why <laughs> i don't go out yeah, it's, it's honestly it, it's too such, much it, and that, <laughs> it's too much and, and that's another thing is when i say like you're basically <clears throat> selling your soul to in my opinion to have that job because again right there that energy you're around that for eight 12 hours in one day for three to four times a week for eight months straight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. See, uh-huh. and that's why I was just... Thank you, and universe, then, for guiding me to the rooms for not getting the job. See, and then think about... So you're then giving this extraordinarily large bill to someone. Maybe they don't understand how Vegas works. So now they're fucked off, screaming at you, and you're trying to argue with big baby drunk people act in the way that they act and then you have the girls in the back going ah, screaming at you you're like oh it's just nauseating i can't do it not for me again that's why shout out to bellagio and all the resort pools that's <laughs> how to do it ladies and gents no but that is interesting yeah. because a lot of people also just think that all the pools either you do those big ones mm-hmm. and that's where all the money is but people don't really talk about the resorts ones and honestly i forget myself because yeah. i kind of just think like oh it's probably dead oh no not at all i so what's really nice about the, like where like the bellagio that i mm-hmm. work it's a resort pool so it's family there's three pool types to my knowledge in vegas and so resort pool is all ages 
you're not going to have a DJ. You're going to have general music playing. Mm. But, you know, it's... Can you imagine silent? (laughs) So (laughs) awkward. (laughs) It would be. We have people Mm. trying to bring speakers. And, I mean, honestly, like, I don't even even care. If you're in certain sections where... And there's... It's kind of like the beach. Yeah, where I'm like... You're in your own corner. You're not bothering anyone. You're not blasting us. Like, I don't care. Right. Um, but with resorts, um, it's super chill. Like, I wear sneakers. And <laughs> there's other, like, there's other pools that might even be considered beach clubs that aren't on that capacity. So, like, my favorite pool to attend is Marea at Mandalay Bay. Yes, okay. it's a topless pool. Um, but that's part of the reason why I go. Because it's going to weed out the weirdos in a sense that like the people that are there to rage and have a good time like it's a different energy there these are people that genuinely want to sit and enjoy the pool and then if there are a lot of swingers that go to maria just gotta be honest well i feel like it's where it's like it's a different like level of people yeah and they're you're gonna be left alone which is what i like yes there were will be people that come and approach you but if you say thank you thanks but no thanks they walk away. Sometimes they'll still just buy you a drink because it's like, okay, still whatever. Put that drink on my tab. I don't care. But like, thank you. Have a nice day. You know, or you'll just have great conversation with people. Um, and then then you have the family friendly ones like Mandalay Bay, Bellagio. I still, I believe, do very well. Am I making a thousand plus dollars a day? No. But I'm still coming home with around four to five hundred a day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after and you have your tip- soul. wow i know i get to have great conversations with people in the sense that i can actually sit and enjoy you have a lot of regulars that come because bellagio is a place that people that is their spot they stay at the bellagio and that is where they stay so Mm -hmm. then you'll have like your reoccurring you know guests in a sense and they kind of turn into clients where they're like Mm -hmm. i'll have people now that reach out to me on social media they're like hey i'm coming this week what days are you working where are you working Mm -hmm. and they make it a point to come see me hang out with me and also at i can't speak for anywhere else but like i'm not in a tip pool i have my own section i'm in charge of it and Mm -hmm. then i tip out my bartenders and food runners accordingly Mm -hmm. um always do minimum of 20 (laughs) percent do not fucking argue that that is a minimum but um and then do more if you think they helped you that day obviously but um oh my god my train of thought where did it go with the pools oh but i can have a slow day if i want because it's my own section do you have the same section every time you go to work nope you have a different section every day so there's and there's not very many bad sections so it's like okay you're being given an easy day but you're still if you hustle and grind, you can still make money. But also, if you want to have a chill day and have come home with a little bit less money, you can have that. You're not pushing and fighting and, you know, having to meet these really serious demands. And also, like... Oh, do they have certain demands at the, like, super popular clubs, do you know? I don't know, but when I... um, I only... Where I worked uh, for about five weeks... I'm just going to leave it unnamed Um, because I wish the best for everyone currently there. (laughs) But um, it was very much not a requirement, but they definitely made it a point that it was important. But then when I had Mm. questions and would try to get advice and kind of like, okay, like this is my first round trying to do a day club kind of a Mm. thing. I got no help. Mm. 
Hmm. And then there were a lot of girls that would. How do they expect people to do good if people there was help? there was no help? So it's like I didn't really know what I was doing. So I'm doing what I think is best, Correct, but yeah. there are better ways to do it. I don't know that, so I'm trying to ask for help, but then I'm not getting help because a lot of the girls they were very kind. Some of them were very catty. The experienced ones, at least where I was, they to me they were very catty, and then. There were a lot of girls because it was a tip pool. I always experience, except most places, but at any pool that I've known where there's a tip pool, it seems like there's always the people that don't do shit and everyone else is making the money mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Like there was one day that um, I had a bunch of issues with like my paperwork, my like swipe card wasn't working. So I didn't get out onto the floor until really late that day. But me and the closing girl, we came in at the same time. She in her tips pulled over $700 in tips that day. I pulled in because I was only on the floor for like three hours, barely over 200 in tips. Tell me why we walked out with the same amount of money. She had several cabanas, was busting her ass, brought in all this money. I brought in a fraction of that and we walked out with the same amount because we worked the same hours. No, I felt disgusting and when I was in the parking lot, I handed her money. I was like, I'm not accepting this tip amount i'm not you deserve this like and it's like that makes you feel that made me feel gross yeah i can't even oh and i mean there's people that are okay with that to each their own but not for me and that's like that's where i think the line is crossed between whether you're willing to sell your soul or not yeah like does that bother you or does that not bother you yeah because it's also interesting to me too that a lot of people in the nightlight or just the like deep entertainment like the club life those people working there stay there for such a long time mm-hmm. and i uh, i get it the money is good like i get it but i just think okay what about in the future like right. where do you see yourself? I mean, because I don't, I don't right. know. Because you know, there are I've met men that used to be hosts here that aren't, and you know, they do their own business stuff. But I am always interested if people do think far enough. Because another thing that you hear, which again, I don't have too many friends that are bottle girls, so I mm-hmm. can't say that this is for sure or not. But a lot of people say you always know. I don't know exactly the same, but they always say around the lines of every bottle girl turns into a real estate agent because that mm-hmm. they don't know what else to do type of thing. That or I think like personal trainer, fitness instructor. Mm, yeah. A lot of them do that. I know a lot of people in, in the dance industry during COVID at least turned to real estate investment and fitness teaching classes. But I feel like for dancer performer, it makes a lot of sense to go the instructor route. Right. With yeah, things. Absolutely. But yeah, when it comes to the bottle service, it, if they don't marry rich, they, mm. I feel like they just, yeah, they become a real estate agent or just kind of like fuck off. I don't know. It's, I always yeah. am confused. I'm like, how are you making money? I don't get it. Yeah. Cause I or are feel, you I living feel like off it, investments? Like, right. I don't. Yeah, that is true. That where is I'm like, I'm not, I don't really, I just see them posting a highlight reel on instagram where it's like what's happening behind closed doors yeah that is true granted i don't care that's your life but right, 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 it's right. like i don't i don't see it it doesn't make sense to me yeah i honestly i really would love to have someone that does bottle service to come on here because i would just yeah. i have so many questions because that's such an interesting yeah. life if you choose to do that and like someone who's been in it you know right and like because uh 
at like the pool, we have people that are 21 into their 40s working as cocktail servers and it works and it's great. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's like in the clubs and whatnot because they're so strict about looks and all of that stuff like, are they though because it, in the in the nicest know. way possible they do have very a different wide variety and it also depends on where you go like wet True. republic all those girls are top model looking they are fit they are beautiful R- yeah their hair and makeup is perfect every single time yeah, I don't. Shout out to you, ladies. I don't know <laughs> that, see, what that, they're and, doing, but it works. It works. Yeah. No, I go seriously, to. Seriously. I half the reason I loved partaking in the Playboy bikini contest that was at Wet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. was literally just sitting and I would watch the girls. I was like, I'm having a field day watching these women. Cool. Ooh. Yes, keep walking. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. No, I honestly, I can always respect are. a woman that takes care of herself because so many yeah. women don't. And that's why I also enjoy living here because I feel that even helped me get better. And I'm continuously getting better because I look at these women and I'm like, the expectation of beauty that is out here is legit. And it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's terrifying. And honestly, I don't know how they do it because living in the desert is the fucking worst. You grew up next to a beach. You understand. I am dying out here. I, I'm just now. After, so in 2019 is when I was going between Vegas and LA, okay. and like 2020 is when I officially moved out to the desert. Wait, and that's whatnot. so wild. Me too. Okay. Oh, okay. it's amazing. But I'm just now, what, three years later, figuring out a skincare routine that works for this weather, because what the Wait, fuck did is you, this did weather? Did you move here during COVID? Right before COVID. January 2020 uh, okay. is when I got my apartment okay. here. Okay. Yeah. I moved here during lockdown, which was so just... You know, you live and you learn. How fun. (laughs) No, I moved. So all of my family during the lockdown moved to Arizona. I have a lot of all. Well, I don't have a lot of family. What is of my family? Most of it was in Arizona at the time. And it was a lot to do. Like, that's where my parents want to retire and whatnot. So when the whole lockdown happened, I wasn't going to sit in an apartment kind of by myself when my parents are just two hours away in Arizona and we have like land and you know things to yeah to do so i took that route and i just i left everything and i tried moving back out here later in 2020 several reasons that did not work and i had to move back home to arizona there and then october 2021 i was able to permanently move back out here and i've been out here ever since so yeah it was the third time is the charm there you go. We like it. Yeah. Like she made but it out I here, baby. was from April through August, I was commuting between Arizona and Vegas well, every but, weekend dude, for is, Honey Burdette. This is so wild because for yeah. myself, I moved out here during lockdown and then I got offered an opportunity to make money. And so I was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I I honestly, what's wild is the year before I told my, myself that I wanted to live like six months here and six months somewhere else. And then I was doing that and I was living on a suitcase and I'll never fucking do it again. Nope. I have so many friends who love to travel and tour life is their thing. I don't get it. I could uh, I could go on like a tour that's like a month, two months long. Right. I could see that okay. happening. But I have so many friends who that is, they are on tour. I, how? Do they party? No. Oh. They really? are. Really? 
I think it's because they're busting their ass. You're right. Dancer like, is completely different than like a mu- musician. Yeah, and like people that work, um, like my best friend's boyfriend. Shout out to you, Matt. You're amazing. <laughs> shout um, out to Matt. Shout out to Matt. <laughs> Uh, also the reason me and my boyfriend are together. So double shout out to mm. Matt. You're the, we love you, Matt. We love Matt. <laughs> um, he is, um, he works on the crew part for, um, Cirque du Soleil shows, the touring shows. So oh. like, oh, okay. he is putting in the oh. show unloading and he has like, I know they, oh, how interesting of a job. Oh, it's wild. But like that schedule is insane. And so like then my best friend, Olivia, she was also on, t- that's actually how they met is tour. And so, um, yeah, they both like live the tour life and like they travel a shit ton and that is what they do. They'll be somewhere, be home for two days, turn around, pack up, leave again for another bit of time. Damn. And I I would be exhausted. I need to but, recharge. But that's how they thrive. That is what fuels them is that travel and mm-hmm. they got the bug. I do not have that bug. Mm-mm. But it works for them. I need to go and then come back. And sit. For a while. (laughs) And I need to meditate, hibernate. Yeah. Well, for myself, (laughs) I just, my battery, I only have so long. And I need to come back and I need to recharge. Mm -hmm. Also, every time I get my period or like during that phase, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to self-care. I want to read books. Like, Mm -hmm. think about things. The last thing I want to do is be away. Oh, so yeah. I that I admire, but I think that's also what's so cool is and that people can respect is everyone can live the life they desire, mm-hmm. no matter what insanity it is. Right, and there's so many different opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool, and yeah, coming back to like I'm very much like you. My social battery is actually this big. Mm-hmm. How I still manage to work in the service industry blows my mind. Even like yeah. last night. It's just stupid. Just people are stupid. That's all you learn in yeah. the service industry. Because especially everybody's so drunk. I don't like being around drunk people. I don't know what it is, but in the past year, I just have a very like weird connection when it comes to drinking. Like I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a whole subject. You Which know I, that we're gonna yep, dive yep. into. <laughs> oh my god. But um, even so, I also cocktail where I do burlesque at. I regularly do burlesque at 1923. It's a speakeasy at Mandalay Bay. Go watch her. <laughs> Shout out to 1923. My family there. We love, love you. them to pieces. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like kind of during my off season, I'm going to manage to do both pool and cocktailing here at the bar as well. Okay. Um, again, because they are amazing there. They make it work. Um, but like last night, we had a group of 16 people come in took up five of my high tops rearranged the furniture in oh, the bar and ordered six drinks six drinks for 16 people and you sat there for three hours wasting my time i had a bar full of people standing that could not get seats because of all of you and these are people that wanted to sit and then stay and enjoy the burlesque show but no you all wanted to sit here waiting for your dinner reservation. Oh, no. That you're waiting to drink at because you have a table at a club later that you're waiting to get fucked up at because all the girls here are lightweights. You're at a whiskey bourbon bar. We don't do lightweight here. 
<laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those. And then shortly after they left, another group of eight come in. They are playing. Again, this is going to come off. My tone kind of usually comes off really bitchy. I promise <laughs> I'm not a judgmental person. I swear to God. But we do have stupidity versus self-awareness. Why like- are you playing adult Yu-Gi-Oh with your stuffed animals on the high top tables? Get out. No way. Get out. There is a burlesque show happening and you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh. You got titties in your face. And you're <laughs> Why? Leave. Leave. Please, I. <laughs> that is too funny. Like, come on, come on. I'm with you. I'm with you. But then, right next to them was this lovely group of three. The woman was feeling herself. She was up dancing. Damn near fell over on the piano. Oh. But she was fine. Right, but right. we got her some water. She's good. Okay, you good. know where it's like. Then you have the the fun. Then you right. have the fun, lovely people. And then like I had another couple though that was amazing, and I had great conversation with them all night long. You know, it's just service industry. It's weird. It's wild. Honestly, I did for six years, and sometimes I miss the rush of it and the stress of it because I love being high stress. I know that sounds so weird, but there's times where I, like, I feed off of it. Yeah. It's It's an adrenaline rush. It really is because it's like, I have shit to do. Like, Right. Let me go, 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 go. Yeah. Like your brain is working. Gears are having to turn. Like You're I, feeling like limitless. You're yes. like, I got this. Yes. Like, and solving three problems at one time. No, but really, and while keeping a smile on your yep. face. Because it's. You have no idea what's going on in here because I look calm and collected. Right. But in here, I'm freaking the but fuck out. But then when you clock out, you do that last swipe for the day. You're like, whoa. And then you bitch and complain. I'm never going to yeah. do this again. My feet yeah. fucking have all of And then back the next like, <laughs> going back to the whole social battery thing at the pool, even though I love my pool job, it is an amazing pool job. Mm-hmm. It is still so much socialization in my face that mm-hmm. I drive home in silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I roll the windows down and I drive home in traffic noise. I know, and like to also, are you an overthinker? Not anymore. I've actually Ooh. kind of, I used to be a really bad overthinker. Okay, because I was just going to think, I was just going to say after going home from like my restaurant job, I'd kind of do the same thing, silence, but I'd think about all the conversations and try to like feed through everything so then i could like put that mm. night to a rest if that makes sense because you're still so simulated afterwards right. you kind of have to like have your chill down and i feel like my chill right. down is usually like examining the night okay. what went right what went wrong conversations huh. that i forget the ranch who knows <laughs> yeah you know and then it's done it's over with okay you don't think like that no oh interesting okay so what do you think after you're done so at the end of the work day i just more so I, I say I need five minutes to bitch. Give me five minutes. People are idiots. But I'm more laughing at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then if I had a really good conversation, then I'll sit and reflect on it. But a lot of times I'll actually – that's when I'll take 15 minutes. I set it – sometimes I set a timer. Sometimes I don't because um, I can usually be pretty disciplined about it. But I'll just go on TikTok, aimlessly scroll, veg out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm yeah. not going to lie. Normally, first thing I do when I get home is spark up a joint and take 15 minutes to just... Yeah, that's good. The fuck? And then, yeah, I'll bitch about, like, the bad shit. But it's more like, can you believe how dumb people are? Right, right. Like, what? Make it make sense. <laughs> that's more... That's it, because there's so many things that people get upset over. 
that I have no control over. Absolutely none. Mm-hmm. I offered. There's also some people that are just. You cannot not, please yeah, them. Right, right, right. And right. it's like, I gave you a solution. You didn't like it. You didn't like the solution my manager gave you. And I know you're throwing a fit because you just want some free shit. Bro, there are some people I, that just, that's their mission every time. 95% of the time, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Or, what are you mad about? Your husband is, and you're fighting, aren't you? And you're just upset. Let me be your therapist. Let's right, where it's really like, to the root. <laughs> or, like, even the little shit where women do not go to a pool and then be a bitch to the cocktail server because she's in a bikini. 